1: What is going on Raptors Nation? What is going on? It is Luca here back with another Raptors Nation podcast. This podcast coming to you every Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving to all of the American viewers and listeners out there. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving so far, watching some football because there's no NBA on for today. The NBA will resume on Friday. But I do appreciate each and every one of you. In today's show, we're going to be talking about Of course, the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to give you some of my takeaways from the Raptors' first 15 games as we are officially at the 15-game mark for the Raptors. We're going to talk about Gary Trent Jr. and then get into the Raptors' next game, which will be on Friday, November 24th, tomorrow, as the Raptors will host the Chicago Bulls. This will mark the Raptors' third in-season tournament game. Before we dive right into it, do me a solid, everybody. Hit a like on the video. Over here on YouTube, please subscribe to the channels. We're trying to hit 1,000 subs on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. And you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Blue Wire. So definitely leave us a five-star review. It does help immensely. All right. Let's talk about the Raptors. What a crazy game, man. I mean, the Raptors are jackal and Hyde. You don't know what you're going to get from this team. And... Tuesday into Wednesday proved it. Tuesday, Raptors looked like an absolute shell of themselves. It was a disappointing, I use the word embarrassing effort, which it was, against the Orlando Magic. They got flat out outplayed, blown out. And then 24 hours later, the Raptors put up a hard-fought fight and victory against the number one offense in the Indiana Pacers as it was just a much more entertaining game than the one we watched Tuesday. I mean, the Raptors went from playing unwatchable basketball to extremely highly entertaining basketball, and they end up getting the win. And that's kind of been.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Has felt like through 15 games. Tuesday and Wednesday basically represents the type of year it's been so far for this Raptors squad. My takeaway through 15 games, guys, the Raptors are confusing. You really don't know what you're going to get from this team. Let's take a look at the Raptors' schedule wins and losses to this point. They're seven and eight, which is pretty on brand. I mean, they have played 500 to sub 500 basketball. They open up the season with a big win. Against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And right now the Timberwolves are first in the Western Conference. Then after that emotional, very nice win to begin the season. The Raptors absolutely blow it against the Bulls on the road. The Raptors had a huge lead in that one, if you all remember it. And then the Raptors choked away that lead at the end. The Bulls won that game in overtime. Then the Raptors follow that up. With a loss against the 76ers. Pascal Siakam no-showed. Then the Raptors had arguably one of their worst losses of the season. Against the rebuilding Trailblazers. Then when it looked like, okay, here we go. The floodgates are going to open up. The Raptors showing their true colors. They can't even beat a rebuilding team. They register an impressive win on November 1st against the Bucks. They absolutely Blow the door off the Bucs. Now, granted, the Bucs were still trying to figure it out at that time, but anytime you can do what you did against Damian Lillard and a Giannis-led team, that is impressive. Then, of course, the Raptors continuing their inconsistent ways. Follow that up with a dud against the Sixers. And then it looked like the Raptors were going to, once again, suffer an embarrassing loss to the San Antonio Spurs, but they managed to come back from 22 points down thanks to Scottie Barnes' heroic fourth quarter, so they end up getting that win. Then the Raptors have an impressive win on the road against the Mavericks. They follow that up with an embarrassing loss, a dud of a loss against the Celtics. Then they barely beat the Wizards. They had to come back from 23 points down. They follow that up with another bad loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, who got their revenge. Then the Raptors play much more competitively in the next game on November 17th against the Celtics, but kind of come up short. They blow the door off the Pistons on Sunday, November 19th. They follow that one up with an embarrassing loss against the Magic on the road where they no showed. And then the Raptors show up with an impressive effort yesterday, which is where we're at right now. So you can see there's been no stretches of very great play. No stretches, a very terrible play. It's just been that medium. It's like one game, the Raptors show you that they actually look like a solid team. And then the next game, they look like a team that belongs in the lottery. I mean, it has just been wildly inconsistent to say the least. And through 15 games, guys, we still don't know what Masai Ujiri and company are thinking. We still don't know the ultimate direction of this team because they refuse to tilt to one side or the other. Are they going to be bad and, you know, be a lottery team, maintain that pick that they traded for Yaka which is top six protected, and just finally embrace his rebuild around Barnes? Or are they going to go for it and end up being a playoff team? We don't know. (laughs) And we don't know after 15 games. No side has made itself... Clear than the other and then you look at the consistency or the inconsistency of this uh, of the players on this team i mean that has been an ongoing thing um particularly a pascal siakam he's had nights where he looks like an all-star and then nights where he looks like a role player and this is something that has been a common theme for siakam so this is per krithika she put out a very interesting stat so the raptors are undefeated at 4-0 when Siakam scores 25 or more points this season and then in terms of Siakam scoring 30 or more like he did in the game against the Pacers they're a perfect 5-0 dating back to last season so when Pascal Siakam is aggressive he's getting his touches he's getting his points the Raptors are a handful and the Raptors are tough to beat and we've seen them get some signature wins this season when Siakam is playing at a high level. However, Siakam overall hasn't been able to put up consistent numbers because while he's had some games where he looks good, he's had some games where he's been essentially a non-factor. Siakam only put up eight shots in a loss to the 76ers on October 28th. He put up only 11 shots in another loss against the Sixers on November 2nd. He had a bad performance against the Boston Celtics and a loss on November 11th. Then he had another bad game and a loss against the Milwaukee Bucks on November 15th, where he only put up nine shots. And most recently, he had a bad out in the Raptors' loss against the Magic, where he put up 10 shots. But then, of course, he's had these games where he has taken over and looked good. He had a very standout performance against the Mavs. He just had a standout performance, game-high 36 points against the Pacers. So you don't know what you're going to get from him. And then another element in this is you don't know how the bench is going to look. You know, sometimes the bench looks like it's the worst bench in the league, But then you have instances, again, last night, I'm using that as a prime example here. Malachi Flynn comes up big and the bench actually produces and contributes in a big way. I mean, I would argue if Malachi Flynn doesn't have the game that he had, the Raptors don't win this game. I mean, he was just instrumental from off the bench when the Raptors desperately needed production from off the bench after their bench got outscored big time in the loss against orlando so we're gonna see how the raptors continue to look from here on out i mean are they going to be able to put together a stretch of nice basketball you know string together two three four five wins in a row where they look like a competent basketball team, a playoff team? Or is this going to be the theme of the season where Raptors show flashes of doing good things, but then they follow that up by just having these no effort, no show performances? And if that's going to be the theme, and if these 15 games are indicative of what's to come, then the Raptors might be heading towards that type of season where it's very up and down, roller coaster, 500 type of season. And obviously that won't cut it with the expectations coming in of the Raptors not wanting to rebuild and wanting to see this roster through as constructed. So we will see if the Raptors can use that win against the Indiana Pacers as momentum to fuel them from here on out. But, you know, it's just head scratching as a fan, because, again, this Raptors team has shown stretches where they look good, where they can hang with some pretty good teams. And then, when you just look at this team and some of these losses and some of these performances, barely getting by the likes of the Wizards, um, the Spurs, barely uh, not beating the Blazers, it, it, it really does leave you there as a fan wondering, okay, like this is confusing. Like, what is this team's identity? What is this team all about? And, you know, you can argue, are they doing more harm than good than kind of playing this fickle game and not just, you know, embracing a side or not? But, you know, this has kind of been the brand. That uh, this has kind of been on brand with the Raptors over the last couple of seasons of, you know, you don't know which direction they're going in and you kind of just sit there and hope for the best. So we will see how the Raptors look. But through 15 games, guys, we don't have a clear answer. We don't have a clear indication of which direction this team is heading in. We're just going through the motions as fans and trying to enjoy what has been a bumpy ride so far to say the least but very quickly before we move on here let me know what your reaction has been after 15 games do you think the raptors are headed towards the right direction or do you think this is going to continue to be that roller coaster ride on route to nba purgatory which is not where you want to find yourself which in other words is being stuck in the middle so we will see how the raptors look on friday and that's going to be another indication of where this team's headed because. You're taking on a struggling Bulls team that they look like they're headed towards a rebuild, off to a terrible start. I mean, the Raptors should be able to handle them. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit more in just a bit here. Next, I want to talk about Gary Trent Jr. And his struggles continue. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. Had a quiet eight points against the Indiana Pacers, but that wasn't even half the story because Gary Trent Jr almost cost the Raptors this game and the tone would have been very much different today if Buddy Hield hit that game he three because you look at Gary Trent Jr I don't know what's gone into him but I don't remember him being terrible at the free throw line Scotty Barnes throws him the ball Gary Trent Jr gets fouled Raptors up by 1 Has a chance to put the Raptors up by three, which as a Raptors fan, you feel good about that. But he misses not one, but both free throws. All of a sudden, Indiana's out and running. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, the Pacers are going to win. Gary Trent Jr. choked at the line. And I'm telling you, man, Buddy Heald, he doesn't miss often. He was on from three all game. I think he finished seven of 12. He had as wide open of a look that you could have asked for if you're a Pacers fan, because He hits that probably eight or nine out of 10 times. Buddy yield, clean look, downtown, a little bit further than he would have liked, but still capable of hitting that shot, rims out, saving Gary Trent Jr.'s you-know-what. And Gary Trent Jr., you look at just how he has fared the season. Overall, mildly inconsistent. It has not been a good season for Gary Trent Jr. Eight points against Indiana three points against Orlando. It's like he's only come to play when he has been a starter with, you know, OG out of the lineup when he had the finger laceration, because he actually had, you know, a nice stretch there. But then you go back, He had 18 against Detroit, you know, 14 against Boston, 16 against Dallas, 10 against San Antonio. But then you go further back from that game against the Spurs, eight points against Philly, eight points against Milwaukee, three points against the Blazers. Had 17 against Philly. He started in that one. 16 against Chicago and then five against Minnesota. So this is not going to cut it if you're Gary Trent Jr. Because obviously the expectations for him going into the season was he was going to be that relied upon sixth man. That guy who you knew you could count on game in and game out. And right now, Like I said a minute ago, you don't know what you're going to get from this bench. You don't know who's going to be the new hero from this bench. We all thought Gary Trent Jr. was going to be that consistent staple from off the bench, but he's been far from that. Averaging 10.3 points, the shooting has just been very, very concerning. 32.6% from the field, 35% from three. This is a guy who was supposed to space, space the floor, hit shots, hit threes. He's not done that. Now, There is this idea online suggesting that Gary Trent Jr. is better as a starter. And people were even suggesting, you know, start Gary Trent Jr., bring Dennis Schroeder from off the bench. I don't know where this narrative came from, but that would be the worst decision. I mean, you're not benching a guy in Dennis Schroeder who has arguably won you a couple of these games. I mean, the Raptors don't keep it close against the Celtics if Dennis Schroeder doesn't have the game that he had. The Raptors don't beat the Pacers if Dennis Schroeder didn't have the game that he had. And I would even argue that Dennis Schroeder, aside from Barnes, has been the most consistent Raptor. So I don't think this is about benching Dennis Schroeder to fix this. Now, maybe Gary Trent Jr. is better suited as a starter, but I think it's more about Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, in his heart, deep down, he wanted a bigger role on this Raptors team especially knowing that Fred Van Vliet headed to Houston. He thought he was going to be a more prime option, offensive option on this team. And then when it, once it was known that he was going to be the guy coming from off the bench, I think that just demoralized his overall effort. And we've seen it from Gary Trent Jr. It's not even the bad numbers that he's put up the bad shooting numbers, even from the free throw line. But, There's nights where Gary Trent Jr. just looks like he doesn't want to be out there. And his effort is not there at all. I mean, even when he missed both free throws, he, he trotted back like it was missed free throws in the second quarter. Like, he didn't even look like he was ready to engage defensively, knowing that, shit, you know, if Indiana makes the shot, we lose the game. So... The down shooting number, by the way, he's shooting at 36.4% from the free throw line. Again, I don't know when Gary Trent Jr. turned into Shaq at the line, but we are seeing it right before our eyes here. His body language hasn't been good. His effort level a lot of the times hasn't been good. His numbers haven't been good. I think it stems from Gary Trent Jr. wanted a bigger role. He didn't get it. And look, you got to be the ultimate professional about it. You're not going to bench Dennis Schroeder because he has actually played really well. I would be more inclined to listen to that argument if Dennis Schroeder was stinking up the joint and he wasn't playing well but he has been arguably one of your best Raptors players you're not going to bench him so Gary Trent Jr. just needs to motivate himself get out of this funk and just try to fully embrace this bench role because I thought he was you know he said all the right things coming into the season and I thought he was going to be a cool sport about it And just give the Raptors the best version of himself. But right now, it's looking like Gary Trent Jr., you know, half the time. Doesn't even want to be out there. And it's disappointing to see. Because you would have thought he would have played with a fire lit under him. Especially since he's entering the contract season as well. Contract year, He's going to be an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 2024. But, you know, if he doesn't turn it around, he has not been a guy who you can rely on. And more times than not, he has been a liability. So, we hope Gary Trent Jr. can get out of this funk, shake it off and really embrace the six man role and begin to give the Raptors solid contributions from off the bench. Because if it's going to be this type of season for him, I don't know if his future is necessarily here with the Toronto Raptors long term. So I don't know what's gone, and on, you know, gone on with Gary Trent Jr., what's going on behind the scenes, but feels like it was a lifetime ago where we had that stretch in January of 2022, where Gary train junior put forth consecutive 30 plus point games, man, what I would do to just get one of those performances. And the thing is like, he's getting minutes. You can't even say he's not being played, you know, 25 minutes against Indiana, 21 minutes, obviously, you know, it's not North of 30 minutes consistently, but he's still seeing, you know, an average of 28.8 minutes per game when you factor in even some of the starts. So. He has had the minutes to deliver. He's just not doing what he was supposed to, what he's supposed to do. And that is hit shots. 37.9 true shooting percentage from Gary Trent Jr. That's not what you expected to see as a Raptors fan. And I think, you know, that is another big reason why this bench has been inconsistent and has struggled more times than not, because they really needed an anchor to pull them through. Every bench has that guy who, you know, is that staple, that glue of the bench. It just gets everybody else going. And, you know, Gary Trent Jr.'s inconsistency has trickled down to the rest of this bench. So if the Raptors do want to be a playoff team, they need Gary Trent Jr. to be better because it doesn't look like he's going to start anytime soon. And, you know, the bench role is basically his, but he's failed to take it and run away with it. So we will see how Gary Trent Jr. looks in the Raptors next game. And Speaking of the Raptors' next game, we are going to end off here. Little quick preview, Raptors-Bulls. So here's the situation, guys. This is going to be the Raptors' third in-season tournament game. But this basically is going to be a meaningless game in terms of the in-season tournament because the Raptors are all but eliminated. They basically shot themselves in the foot, losing those two quick games in the in-season tournament. And, uh, you know, one against the Celtics, one against the Magic. And they're basically out of this thing. But this is still a very important game because, remember, all in-season tournament games count towards your regular season record. And this is a game where the Raptors cannot play with their food. And, again, we will see if the Raptors have turned the corner or they're just the same team that has been displayed in the first 15 games of the season where they're coming off A very nice win. They're feeling good about themselves. Momentum's on their side. You beat a Pacers team that's sixth. Should be a playoff team in my opinion. Are you going to follow that up at home against a bad Bulls team that is struggling right now? And are you going to take care of business and just put the Bulls out of their misery? Or are you going to stumble out of the gate once again fall back in a Double-digit deficit, by the way, the Raptors have been in a double-digit deficit in eight of their last 10 games. It's like, that's how they play. They like coming from behind. And is this going to be a barn burner? And are you going to make this game more difficult than it needs to be against a Bulls team that, you know what, guys? It looks like they've given up. It looks like the Bulls have tapped out. couple bad losses here. This is a team that I think is, in fact, going to rebuild, which is the right move for them. They finally chose a direction. They're 5-11. The Raptors, I mean, if you're serious about making the playoffs, you can't lose to the Bulls again. You already lost them once. It was embarrassing. Again, going back to that uh, second game of the season, the Raptors should be 8-7 and seven because, you know, they lost that game against the Bulls, and I still don't know to this day how they lost it. They, they had a massive lead late. They choked it away there at the end. Game goes into overtime. Bulls pull away you want to come into this one trying to get some revenge over a Bulls team that now has had a couple of wild wins against you, right? Second game of the season in Chicago, Bulls coming back, look dead in the water, final minutes of that game, push it to overtime, stole a win against the Raptors. Going back to the play-in from last season, It looked like the Raptors were going to advance to play Miami. Who knows what would have happened? Raptors had a big lead. They choked it away in that fourth quarter. Uh, Dr. DeRozan, game MVP. Raptors missed so many free throws in that one. Siakam chokes at the line late. And the Bulls beat the Raptors in that manner. So a couple of bad, devastating losses in a row that the Raptors have had against the Bulls. This is the chance. This is the time. This is the opportunity to right the ship. And like I said, take advantage of the Bulls who don't look good right now, have gotten off to a 5-11 start. Zach Levine's in a whole bunch of trade rumors. The Raptors actually being a team that is expected to show some interest via Shams. I don't think the Raptors should do it. You could check all my thoughts on that. I did a video on that the other day. But we will see which version of the Raptors are we going to get. So... The Raptors should be able to take advantage, I think, of the Bulls. You know, the Raptors have played well at home. And uh, uh, you just want to see them get off to a good start. The Raptors cannot. I know maybe that's that's been their, their A game, but you cannot continuously be taken seriously and want to be a good team in this league if you continuously fall back and have to dig yourself out of a hole. So if you look at this one, Siakam, is going to be heading into this matchup, officially averaging 20.3 points per game. Zach Levine is the leading scorer for the Chicago Bulls. Vucevic averaging 10.4 rebounds. And of course, DeMar DeRozan, it's always special. Anytime he comes back to Toronto, we will see if he has a big game or if the Raptors can effectively shut him down. And Ojin Anobi has done a good job in terms of containing the other team's prime score in some of these games. So, we will see how the Raptors fare here. They're, Like I said, they're a decent home team. The Raptors are 4-4. Four and four. And the Bulls, they are a terrible row team. Just 1-5 away from home. So this is a game that shouldn't be close. So we will see if that's in fact the case. But that is going to conclude the pod, guys. Let me know your thoughts. What have been your overall takeaways through the Raptors' first 15 games of the season? What's your reaction to Gary Trent Jr.'s up and down, slow start to his year? And what do you think is going to happen in the Raptors-Bulls game? Do you think the Raptors can pull away with the win and win their second straight game? And that would be nice for the Raptors. You know, try to get back to 8-8 eight and eight before you take on a Cavaliers team that has gotten hot on Sunday. That will be a road game. So, uh, yeah, we will see what happens. But leave a like, guys. Subscribe to the channel. Please ring the bell for more. Also, leave us a five-star review wherever you get this podcast. Apple, iTunes, Spotify. That is it for me. It's Lucas signing off. As always, thank you so much for watching. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay safe.